everybody. So we are very, very excited to be here today. We're having our third episode of Animated News, and uh, we meet to talk about the various uh, news items of the day that uh, deal with uh, whether it's television or uh, the feature films. And we're talking about the world of animation. And today, I I'm I am Rachel. And today I have just, I have one guest uh, to talk about these stories with me and uh, Jonathan uh, North, North is here. And uh, thanks so much, Jonathan, for, for coming on talking about these things. Yeah. Glad to be back. This is really fun. I love talking about all this. Yeah. It really is uh, a, a lot of fun and to, you know, speculate and talk about uh, what's going on in our lovely world of animation. So, yeah, we have a lot uh, to talk about. Uh, Comic Con happened, uh, and uh, in the last um, week and a half, two weeks since we last met, and uh, some other you know fun stories. So, uh, let's dive in. So, the first thing we're going to talk about is the box office. We have a number of animated films uh, in the uh, at the box office right now and uh, the first thing is we have uh, Incredibles 2 uh, which now has a which crossed the 1 billion dollar uh, mark which uh, it, it ended it faster than any animated film in history that's uh, pretty amazing uh, it's interesting to me because you know people kind of complain about oh Pixar lost its mojo, whatever, uh, and uh, and yet uh, he, their sequels uh, are have done incredibly well, incredibly well. And uh, I mean, not that Coco didn't do well; it did fine, uh, but you know, didn't do as well as this. <laughs> Incredibles two or Finding Dory. Uh, so, what do you think about the success of Incredibles two? I guess I'm not really surprised because this is something that people have been like begging for for years. Mm-hmm. Like I remember after the first one came out, everybody wanted a second one. And then like over a decade passed and people all through the years were saying, well, this is fine. We're getting a sequel to Toy Story. It's fine. We're getting a sequel to Cars. But what we really want is Incredibles. And I think the fact that it took so long and the fact that so many people wanted it really mm-hmm. contributed to the fact that it's now the fastest animated film to hit the billion dollar mark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that people were maybe not, some of them were not fine with having two Cars sequels, but that's true. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people were it, like, it's, it's very popular with the younger kids, but yeah. like for the older audience, the older audience is the one that really wanted the Incredibles. And right. that's where that's, who's buying the tickets. So, well, and in fairness, uh, they have made really good movies. I mean, Finding Dory, mm-hmm. I think, was a really good movie, and I think Incredibles 2 was a really good movie. So, you know, that helps a lot even as well. Pixar's, even Pixar's duds. I say I say that in air quotes. Right. I, I don't think they're duds, because the, to me, I'm not a huge Cars fan, but even Cars, I can sit down and watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's like they they have just such a good way of telling stories that so far some people can quibble on this, but I don't think they've made a bad film yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, uh, I, they have 
some films with problems, but uh, but yeah. none that are are painful to sit through. Yeah, exactly. Yes, agreed. Uh, all right. So we also have at the box office, uh, we have Holds of Transylvania three, Summer Vacation. That uh, the total uh, domestic gross is one hundred and nineteen million, uh, and uh, the total worldwide is uh 292 million dollars this is actually a little higher than the 20-day total of hotel transylvania 2 which was 123 million dollars at the same time so it looks like because i wondered if it was a mistake for them to 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 leave their september spot that had been so good to them but it it appears that it it appears it wasn't so <laughs> there you go i think this is kind of one of those i don't know if this fit, exactly fits the definition of a sleeper hit but uh-huh. it's like it's not one that gets a lot of press like the incredibles or toy story it's not one of those huge name franchises but it seems to be very popular nonetheless and yeah. like it has a good reason because it's it may not be as masterfully crafted as the Pixar films, but it is really good in its own way. And I, I can appreciate its total commitment to being a cartoon. And I think a lot of people really like it for that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I think that it has its own style and uh, it was overall an entertaining film. I actually ended up seeing it twice and uh, I'm, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it it's uh, like I said, the, the, the major problem with it was the villain was completely unnecessary. You didn't need to have him. You could have the whole story just about Drac, you know, trying to, trying to start dating again and then all going on this cruise. That that's all you did not need to have that villain, but I still, like I said, I saw it twice and I left with a smile on my face. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, the last one we're going to talk about is we have Teen Titans Go to the Movies that uh, opened uh, this last weekend with $10 million. And uh, a lot of people were saying, oh, this is way underperforming. But uh, it's less than I think they were hoping for. But it still, they only had a $10 million budget. So mm-hmm. that it's, I- yeah. I think this one is another one that has the potential to just kind of sit there and make money. It's, I don't think it's going to be like a massive box office success, right? but it's definitely not a bad movie. And I, people are realizing that I think part of the problem, I think part of the reason it's underperformed is because for some reason online, the show is kind of hated and I have never been able to figure that out because I haven't seen a whole lot of episodes, but, I think it's funny. So I think that the fact that people online have kind of made it a meme to hate Teen Titans Go contributed to its poor performance. But once the reviews started coming in, people thought, well, maybe we've misjudged this. And I think that that fact will help it to get more money in the coming weeks. I don't think it's going to like have a massive drop off. I think it'll slowly get them more money i don't think it's gonna be 
it's not going to be like a massive success, but the fact that it was a low budget film to begin with is going to really help it in the long run. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it'll do well on, uh, on DVD and things like that. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. It's hard because I, I think maybe they didn't expect Incredibles 2 to have such legs uh, that, you know, so you have two animated superhero movies uh, in theaters at the same time. Maybe hurts it a little bit. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a really cheap movie to make. And so, uh, and I, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've never seen the show, so I had no... I, I wasn't expecting it to be bad, but I didn't love the trailers. I was not a big fan of the trailers. So that maybe also other people might have that experience too, where they didn't like the trailers. And so they uh, don't give a shot, but then they hear the good things. Uh, so I agree with you. Uh, and, um, you know, they've made right now $16 million total. Uh, and um, so their but you know the budget was only 10 million and so they're already uh they just have to get to the 20 million point to be profitable and uh and which they'll have no problem so uh yeah i'm hoping that this can signal to other companies that you can make an animated movie on a smaller budget teen titans go is really good they did it on a small budget with the main crew that was working on the tv show and the they did it, as far as I have heard, they did it concurrently with the TV show. They were doing both the movie and the TV show at the same time. Yeah. And they managed to do both and make it really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that other studios will see this and realize, hey, maybe we can give these other smaller projects a shot instead of waiting until they find one that's going to be a massive blockbuster success. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I I would love for studios like disney to invest in these smaller animated uh projects and that's what i always hoped that we could get with disney tunes Mm -hmm. but you know never really materialized but uh yeah i mean you there's so many great things that you can do with a you know under 20 million million dollar budget and uh, it would be great if some of the other studios uh, tried to do that. I mean, uh, I loved this year the little film Sergeant Stubby. It was so sweet and so well animated and just a really good movie. And if something like that had the backing of Disney, I mean, I can't even imagine and uh, what it could, you know, what it could have done. But Anyway, so uh, that would be really cool. Story we have a series from Matt Groening that is going to be on Netflix uh, called Disenchantment. And uh, uh, what did you think about this uh, trailer for Disenchantment? I thought it looked like it could be funny. Um, I don't. I guess I don't have as much excitement as other people because. I've never really watched much of The Simpsons and I've never seen any Futurama. Uh-huh. So I'm not as familiar with the aunt, with the artist. Um, but the humor seemed creative and and it could be funny. It's probably not going to be high on my list of must, must watch just because I'm not as familiar with Matt Groening. But uh-huh. 
I think for fans of his work, it's probably going to be something that they're going to be really excited for. Mm. I love The Simpsons, and I'm surprised you don't like Futurama. It seems totally up your. I've never seen alley. Futurama. Yeah, I, it's one that I've wanted to see, but it's a massive time commitment, and I've got yeah. so many shows that I'm watching, so I haven't even bothered to start it. Yeah, it just it does seem like something you would love. I probably will when I eventually get around to yeah. it. It's really good. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, this looks really fun. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, there's a medieval fantasy world called Dreamland. And it says a king lifts the hood off of a no good pile of scum prisoner, only discover that it's his own daughter, Bean. And so Bean is described as hard drinking princess and the, sh- and the show will follow her and her two companions, an elf named Elfo uh, and a demon named Lucy. And it, I think it, this looks very different than anything the Macarena has done. So that's kind of exciting and intriguing uh, to see because, uh, you know, we haven't had anything new from him for, for a long time. This can be 20 episodes and it is going to be starting on August 17th. So it's coming up really soon. So I'm definitely very curious uh, what it will uh, what it will be like, and hopefully it'll be. It definitely has Matt Groening's signature style uh, in his character designs and different things, and uh, so I hope it'll be funny. I think that Netflix has been hit and miss with uh, their you know with their properties, particularly with comedies that they've released, uh, but uh, I, I haven't really seen a ton of their animated shows. Uh, but, um, uh, so yeah, well, hopefully this will be good. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Then we have big news was the Disney Fox merger has been approved by the Fox shareholders. So this was a big step in, uh, in what is going to be probably still a year long process before it goes through all of the government approvals, worldwide government approvals, all of that fun stuff. Like this is this is not this is not set in stone, but the both the shareholders for both the companies have committed to going through with this, and uh, it's definitely a big uh, big step closer. How do you feel about this? Are you nervous about it, or are you excited? I I'm I don't exactly know how I should feel yet. I'm not like upset like a lot of people online are. Uh-huh. A lot of people are saying that this is a monopoly. They're taking over everything, but it's not really a monopoly. Right. The monopoly would mean they control everything and they definitely do not control everything. And just because they control a large part of it doesn't mean that the other studios don't have a, a say. And there's no, no saying that somebody can't start another studio to rival them. Right. So I don't think this is like a, death knell on creativity like so many people on twitter are saying um that being said i don't really know exactly what they're wanting to do with this um i could like the main reason that i know that they're wanting this is because they ha- they'll have more stuff to put on their eventual streaming service but i don't know if that's the only reason that they're doing this like are they planning to use the fox name still are they going to make movies under the fox name now yeah i yeah i don't know i think they will in fact i think that for the most part we'll see minimal differences like i 
I think uh, things will just, you know, keep on going like they're going and they'll, uh, they'll, you know, trim the fat, of course, and, you know, combine things. And there are going to be, uh, you know, layoffs and different things like that, which is unfortunate for the people that will be lay, laid off. But because uh, you're, you're going to have duplicate resources and different things like that. But, uh, but for the most part, as far as movies, uh, aside from, you know, characters that they can use and different things like that, they i think that we really won't see a, a ton of difference between uh, i think you're still gonna have fox releases you're still gonna have deadpool people can stop worrying about that i would you know it's not going to be uh the very the i guess the maybe they might use deadpool and mcu and water him down a little bit but there's still going to be the deadpool movies the people know mm. and love because i mean it just would be nonsensical of disney to spend 71 uh, billion dollars which is a lot of money to buy fox uh and uh and then to deplete it of all its value that would be stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not worried about the marvel characters like like again people on twitter worrying about the marvel characters like i i think this can only be a good thing because the marvel the series that fox has been doing the x-men series as far as i know it's coming to an end Mm -hmm. like the next movie isn't it going to be the last one maybe i'm wrong but once that ends i think that disney the mcu is going to use those characters really well and i'm not worried about them at all And I'm not like a massive Deadpool fan, but I'm not worried about him either because that's like one of the biggest properties that Fox had for now. And I don't think that Disney is going to touch them. I don't think they're going to brand his movies as Disney movies because they're they're very non-Disney. But I don't think that they're going to shut it down like some people are afraid of. Agreed. Because it's massively popular. Yeah, when what's interesting is that now Disney will own Blue Sky as animation, uh, you know, fans. Uh, Disney will own Blue Sky, and uh, that's going to be interesting because uh, I think personally, Blue Sky is put out uh, very uh, for them, except for the Ice Age films and uh, maybe Rio Two. Uh, they've put out very ambitious films. And uh, they have, they've sometimes been messy. They haven't been perfect, but I've really, I've always really admired that about them. And uh, they've been, I think, uh, a bit of an underrated studio, I would say. And uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's going to be interesting because now Disney will, Disney will, I mean, speaking of Matt Groening, Disney will own the Simpsons, which is interesting. And they'll own, uh, you know, all the Fox a- animation and, they will own uh, the peanuts, uh, and they'll own <laughs> uh, and they'll own blue sky. So it it could be it could be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I, the blue sky thing is the only thing that I wouldn't. I'm not going to say I'm worried, but I'm like mildly apprehensive about how they're going to handle blue sky. Yeah, because like I don't think they'll shut blue sky down. I really hope that they won't because. I think Blue Sky has the potential to be even greater than they are with Disney's money behind them. Right. Like if if they yeah. can be given projects that Disney's not going to use for their main studios, 
I think Blue Sky could really flourish with the right backing, and I'm really hoping that's what's going to happen. Some people have, were saying that they think it's going to be shut down, and I'm, I'm hoping that that's not the case because, I mean, I don't want to see another animation studio go under after Disney Toons. Right. Disney Toon Studio has gone down, and I'm hoping that they'll use this for some smaller projects. Yeah, yeah, me too. Agreed. All right, so we have next story is Gendy Tartakovsky, director of Hotel Transylvania 3 and many other films. Uh, he is going to be directing two films for Sony Pictures Animation. Uh, one is called Fixed. It's an R-rated comedy. And then the other is Black Knight, uh, which is an adventure film. And uh, yeah, so that will be very interesting. Uh, Again, he says, I'm very excited to start this next adventure with my Sony family. With their trust and support, we are going to do something unique and different and push animation to the next level. So uh, what do you think about these uh, announced projects? I'm, I'll wait and see. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, it seems so weird that he's going to be doing an R-rated comedy. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, I'm I'm not usually a big fan of R-rated comedies. Like, if I've seen one, it's like, well, I've seen that and I'm probably never going to watch it again. Uh Uh-huh. It's, I've never seen an R-rated comedy that I thought was actually that great. But it's like, it's an animated movie by Jendi Tartakovsky. So I'm hopeful. But like, uh, if it's going to be just, like, why is it a comedy? Is it, is it because it's going to be raunchy? Is that why it's going to be rated R? If, yeah. If that's the case, then I'm probably not going to be that big of a fan of it. So that's why I say I'm, I'll, I'll wait and see. Because it, it it's him. So I'm expecting it to be at least technically good. But like an R-rated comedy, it it makes me think that I probably won't like it very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we should say that uh, Sony has announced projects with Gendy before, and those haven't come to pass. So, you know, I guess take this with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, I'm open to R-rated comedies, uh, but yeah, I mean, it definitely it, it's not like if it's not I'm not like excited. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, I never watched sausage party, uh, because it just didn't look good to me. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and it looked to me like it was shock value for shock value. Yeah. I didn't watch it either. It looked like it was just R rated for the sake of being R rated. It's like it didn't need to be made. It was like he had this weird idea and he wanted to make it as raunchy as possible and it's like yeah i don't find a whole lot of entertainment value in that so i didn't even bother especially when i heard that it was like uh, that it was kind of anti-religion i'm like i don't have time for that nonsense uh so we will see what happens uh all right next we have uh, the movie animal crackers opened in china uh, opened fourth in China, and uh, it hasn't opened here in the U.S. Uh, the creators of that movie have had such a terrible time of it, which I feel feel really bad for them because uh, you know they, it's so hard to have an uh, an animated film 
to make an animated film and to uh to have the the sort of main problem of your movie to go through all of that and how all those struggles and to have it not get a distributor oh that's very frustrating and i i feel bad too because i i'm excited to see it i i I thought that the trailer was kind of fun and, and, and interesting. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't give these kind of CG, uh, this sort of level of CG animation much of a shot. And so maybe that's why they struggle. But it would be really nice for a Lionsgate or some, you know, company like that to give it at least, a, you know, a small release of, I don't know, 100 theaters or something like that. Uh, I don't know, they've worked so hard, it would be a shame for it to not get a U.S. A US release. Is there a reason that some place like Netflix can't pick it up? Um, or are they really wanting it to be a theatrical run? I, I'm sure that they want it to be a theatrical run. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't know about, you know, I don't know about Netflix or you know what they uh what they've you know tried to do uh but i know that they have been trying to get this released since uh since last year and uh maybe maybe it's a real bomb maybe it's terrible but i mean if norma the north can get a theatrical release that's what i was thinking like like there have been some really awful movies that have hit theaters this one doesn't look like it's anywhere close to something like norma the north yeah at the very worst it looks semi-decent so i feel like somebody should have no trouble giving it a small run i don't know i don't really know the whole backstory behind it like i don't know why that's having so much trouble yeah it's a it's a shame so it'll be interesting to see what happens we had a trailer for new series uh called marvel rising in initiation and uh, I, uh, I, I was, I didn't know what to expect when I watched this trailer. And this was really fun. It's a, uh, it's a female um, superhero show, and uh, it uh, has uh, um, Spider Gwen as the lead kind of lead character, and there's Squirrel Girl and uh, a bunch of other characters and this is gonna be on disney xd and i was really pretty excited uh about this and i i I, i'm i'm looking forward to it what did you think yeah i don't really know much about any of these characters um like i was never the biggest marvel fan before the marvel movie started happening Uh i liked spider-man and i like the x-men but that's because i watched spider-man cartoons as a kid and the x-men movies like when they started coming out when i was a teenager so i really didn't know anything about these characters but i've liked the idea of spider gwen Uh i've i've heard of her i knew that she had a comic book series it's like an alternate universe where gwen stacy got the spider powers instead of peter parker so I really liked that idea, but I never read the comic books, and she wasn't really somebody who was being optioned for a movie. Right. So I'm I'm excited to see her in this show, and I'm also excited to see all these other characters that I don't really know anything about. I think it's 
it'll be interesting to see a female majority superhero team on the Disney channels. They've had the, like the Avengers series and Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And I've tried to watch those, but I found them a bit boring compared mm-hmm. to the movies, so I didn't keep watching. But this one looks different. It has a different energy, a different tone. There, it yeah. seems like it has a lot of good humor to it. And I'm excited yeah. to see where it goes. I really liked the look of the trailer, and I yeah. like the look of these heroes. So I'm Me excited too. to learn more about them. Me too. It did. It looked really fun. I've really enjoyed the DC Superhero Girls show. Uh, that's a little bit younger than these characters, but uh, I, I think that's really well done. And I don't know, this just looked like it could have some of that same uh, same thing. Yeah. So next we have uh, Nickelodeon uh, is developing the animated series uh, Meet the Voxels. Uh, this is going to have VR and AR experiences a part of it. So it's going to be a video game world meet the voxels. We'll follow a family of video game characters. Uh, the Yeah, so they have 13-year-old star of a laser. So, so the voxels are Hunter, 13-year-old star of a laser video game, Mod, 16-year-old girl fighting to pop as many bubbles as she can. Their younger brother, Cody, who has not found his video game calling yet. Mom, a popular street fighter in her game. And dad, a 1990s era classic console game character who quit the business years ago. And so this is interesting. Uh, What do you think about this? I like the idea. It sounds kind of like a modernized family sitcom version of Wreck-It Ralph, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it's an interesting idea. I don't know how I feel about the VR and AR components. Um, but as far as the show, I'll definitely check out the show. And unless the VR and AR stuff is like essential viewing, I probably won't bother with it. I, th- I feel like that's, yeah, it's probably, it seems like a gimmick to me to yeah. have to use your virtual reality glasses for the VR stuff and your phone for the augmented reality stuff so i probably won't bother with them unless there's something like really spectacular that i hear about you just gotta see this i'll check out the show for sure though yeah yeah i mean it it doesn't sound like something i would be interested in but i guess you never know it it does sound creative just not i'm just not a video i'm not a gamer so uh, at all and uh, i i don't even really love record ralph so uh it it doesn't sound like my cup of tea, but it does sound very creative. So we will see what they do with that. Uh, all right. Uh, then we have W the WB hires a Lego Batman writer for a super pets project. Stern uh, is the writer uh, behind Lego Batman. And uh, this is the movie will follow the tail waggy adventures of DC heroes, animal pets. So feature film <clears throat> and I don't know. I feel like I feel like pets is too far. I I, I don't know. I I guess you never know with uh you know because you got Legos, you got uh, but it just seems like oh we got superhero pets. I don't. If they don't. were if they were trying to make this a serious film, I think it would bomb hard. But because the writer of Lego Batman is behind it, and because the Lego Batman did so well, and now with Teen Titans Go, 
I really like the idea of making really ridiculous films set in the DC universe because the DC universe, it does have some ridiculous stuff in its history. Like the super pets are not a new thing. Mm -hmm. Like they were around in the seventies and they were ridiculous back then too. Mm -hmm. Like there's crypto, the super dog, which is Superman's dog. I think Supergirl had a horse. I don't remember its name. Um, Batman had a, a bat dog. There was a monkey in there. There's a bunch of animals that have been around in the comics for years, but I, I love the idea of using them in something ridiculous. And Lego Batman did such a good job of taking something ridiculous and making, like, I thought it was really, really well done. Uh-huh. And then Teen Titans Go! made a ridiculous superhero parody and i think that this if it's done right and i think it will be with the writer of lego batman behind it it could be another hit yeah it could be but i don't know i'm skeptical about super pets uh well we'll (laughs) We'll wait and see what the trailer looks like when they finally release a trailer because that'll be a good judge of whether that it'll be something worth watching or not i think it has potential yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, yeah, Warner. So Warner Brothers uh, was going to release uh, the film Mowgli into the theaters this fall, uh, but they decided to sell it to Netflix for fifty million dollars, and this is very surprising to me. And it is, like I said, loosely animated because uh, it's uh, it's got all these CG ca- characters. But you have to believe that they felt like this movie was a clunker because if they felt like it was, if if they if they felt like it was going to make any money, they would not have. Because I mean, I I don't know the budget for Mowgli, but it's got to be like 120 million dollars at least. And uh, so for them to sell it to Netflix for 50 million dollars, I mean. Oof they must have not had faith in it at all yeah i don't know what's going on there it seemed like i mean it has andy circus behind it so i'm i'm sure that the movie is going to be good Mm -hmm. but i think the fact that disney released their own version of the jungle book probably has the studio a bit worried about how well another one in just a couple years later is going to do Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the biggest reason behind it's being sold off to Netflix. Yeah, I mean, they, they I don't know, I just, if they thought it was a good movie, I I, I feel like they would have put it, I mean, because it has this great cast, Benedict Cumberbatch, Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I guess you do have movies like Annihilation and and um, uh, and The Little Prince, which a lot of people liked. I did not like really either very much. So, uh, so you know, I'm in the minority on that. So there are some praised films that do get sold to Netflix uh, for various reasons and don't get theatrical release. But I don't know. I just have a feeling this movie is not great. And, uh, but who knows? We'll see it. And, uh, but yeah, that's certainly the Disney element did have play a role for sure. Uh, and, uh, I, they probably should have just dropped it once they saw how big 
uh, of a movie it was for Disney and uh, and I don't know it, I think they probably should have dropped the project completely uh, at that point uh, as a business decision it it always seemed strange to me that they continued on so interesting for Warner Brothers the story that we have is uh, director Brenda Chapman and uh, Kevin uh, Lima have signed a first look deal with Fox. So this could be interesting. Uh, they are going to produce a live action hybrid uh, in animated films through, uh, I guess they have a, a production company together, these two directors. And, uh, and they said, for years we have worked uh, parallel paths, creating films we're, we're each extremely proud of. The duo said, now by combining our talents in Twas Entertainment, we're stepping into a new and thrilling phase of our careers and are looking forward to gathering old and new collaborators who share our goal, family films with big heart, infectious humor, and genuine intelligence. Uh, so this is interesting. Uh, this says they have a Fox family project, The Cartoon Touch, which Chapman and Lima co-wrote. Uh, that uh, we don't know any plot deals or anything on that. Uh, so uh, uh, Lima is, I guess, uh, the um, uh, he directed Enchanted. And uh, so, what do you think about this? I am going to wait and see what happens because I re- I liked I, the only film that I've seen from Brent Chapman is Brave. Uh-huh. And I liked Brave, but I definitely think it's one of Pixar's weakest. However, I think that may be p- it due in part to the troubled production history. Yeah. And I, I don't know how much of that is her fault because I know that she was the director and then they replaced her with someone else and took over what was essentially her film. So... I don't know if somebody made a bad call or if Brave was heading in an even worse direction than where it turned out. Not that Brave is a bad film. I don't think it yeah. is. I just, I do acknowledge that it is one of Pixar's weaker films. And then you also have the issue of Fox is now being sold to Disney. So Brenda Chapman's going to end up back at Disney, which she left. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. I'm I'm wondering what's going to happen with all the, with the merger and everything. Yeah, that will be very, uh, very interesting to see what happens. I'm, I'm very curious in it. And it sounds like uh, this collaboration could be uh, very, uh, very effective. So uh, it's always... yeah, it'll be interesting to get a live action animation hybrid. We, we don't get very many of those. Yeah. I mean, like traditional animation, like a cartoon with a live action character, not like, the Jungle Book or something like Disney's live action with live action in very big air quotes. Right. And they're they're definitely animated films, but people call them live action. Right. And from the sounds of it, this is going to be something more along the lines of like Enchanted or Who Framed Roger Rabbit or yeah, Mary Poppins. Yeah, something where there's a cartoon in real life or real life in a cartoon. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, uh, so another story that we have to talk about is we got a trailer for a new series on Cartoon Network called Infinity Train, 
and this is based on a short that the animator did that was very popular and uh, they're expanding it to a full series and so what did you think about this uh this short yeah i've been following infinity train since the very beginning like when i saw the first short i was like this needs to be a series it was so creative and unique and just it's so different than everything else that cartoon network has like it has like vibes that are similar like there's a definite mystery going on so it feels sort of like adventure time but totally different than adventure time at the same time yeah it's it's basically this girl is lost on a train that seems to be infinite so she's going from car to car and every car is something totally different and she's trying to figure out where she is and why she's there and it just it's such a mysterious and intriguing premise that i've I've been wanting them to make something out of that short ever since I first saw it. I was so glad to hear it got picked up. And now that I've seen the trailer, I'm even more excited because the trailer just looks so good. The art style had changed a little bit, so the, but the characters basically look mostly the same. But yeah. the thing that stood out to me was the painted backgrounds. Yeah. Like the backgrounds look like paintings. And then the music was like really ominous and haunting and so good somebody pointed out that the music sounded sort of like the music in annihilation which i was not a huge fan of annihilation but the music was very effective in that movie like it was so creepy and it just once they said that i was like yeah it definitely has an annihilation vibe and i really liked that about it because, like, even though I didn't care a whole lot for the movie Annihilation, the music uh-huh. was one of the best things about it. Yeah. It just, it's, it just has this feeling about it. It's so effective. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes. It, the yeah. trailer looks great, and I'm really excited for the show. Yeah, me too. It kind of, I don't think it'll be quite the same as Over the Garden Wall, but it kind of has that sense of sort of creativity and ambition and artistry behind yeah. it, I think. So that yeah. that makes me very excited because Over the Garden Wall is my favorite thing, one of my favorite things, movies or TV to exist. Mm, uh, I yeah. love Over the Garden it's Wall. It's so good. So great. So uh, hopefully it's it's that kind of creativity that we like to see. So yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, then we had a, a trailer for the series Dragon Prince. Uh, this is Netflix uh, series. Uh, this is by the head writer of, of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, that this was actually created for Netflix. It wasn't something purchased by them. And uh, that we talked about this series uh, before, uh, but the, you know, Netflix had success with Voltron, uh, has had success, and the Troll Hunters has been successful. Uh, and I've seen the first seasons of both of those. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, kept up on them just because I've ran out of time. Uh, this this is supposedly a high fantasy premise set in a world of warring kingdoms, and it has just it's about two princes, uh, Callum and Ezran, who find themselves on a journey together to bring peace to their lands, and they are united by unlikely figure Ryla and the 
an elven assassin who has tasked with killing the princes to keep the lands in perpetual war. So this is just not my my cup of tea as far as like just a premise. I'm just not into this kind of like fantasy. It's just not my favorite. But for what it is, it sounds it sounds decent, and the trailer was was decent enough for people who like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I. I actually have never seen Avatar. It's one of my top must-watch shows. Like, as soon as yeah. I get a chance, I'm going to be watching Avatar because so many people have recommended it to me. So I've been looking forward to the show based on that alone because the people who have told me I'm going to like Avatar know my tastes pretty well, and I, I trust that they know what they're talking about. So uh-huh. I'm assuming that this is going to be something that I'll enjoy too. Yeah. Um, I really like all the character designs for this. I wasn't entirely sure about the animation, though, because the animation looked, I don't know, unfinished, maybe. Uh-huh. It looked it looked sort of jerky, like it, mm. it, it had a very low frame rate, maybe. Mm. Like, And maybe they did it that way to save money, because if you cut out half the frames, I don't I don't know. Like, it looked like something that I could get over. If the show is good enough, I probably can get over the animation. But for the trailer, it it just stood out to me how, not robotic they moved, mm-hmm. but like, if you see the trailer, you know what I'm talking about. It, yeah. did, it looked like maybe a, a motion comic or something. It mm. didn't look fluid. Mm. So, I'll, I'm... I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it'll be an okay show. Um, but the animation, I feel like it it could be a little bit better. Yeah, it looked it did look a little cheap. Fix that because Troll Hunters and Voltron have had very strong animation, I would say. Uh, so mm-hmm. hopefully they'll fix that. But I did notice that it I don't know if they were just trying to make it look sort of vintage and have sort of a, a it could be feel. But uh, if it's but, yeah. a stylistic choice, and you can tell that when you're watching the show as a whole, then I'm I suppose I won't mind it as much. But yeah. just as a first yeah. look at the trailer, it, it stood out to me, yeah. So that I agree with you on that, that is true. Second thing we had is announcement uh, at Comic Con of Steven Universe the movie coming to Cartoon Network. Uh, this uh, is going to have all the major players of Steven Universe. Uh, and I'm not sure when uh, they said uh, they didn't give a date. They didn't give a date. Okay, yeah. So I just uh, said coming soon. Yeah. So they had the finale with our wedding that we talked about last time, and uh, so then they're going to have this. Uh, it says while fans anticipated a reveal of the legendary white diamond, what they got was more expected a movie announcement. So. Uh, what do you think about this? Since you're a Steven Universe fan, I I don't know what to think yet because I was not expecting a movie like at all. That didn't even cross my mind as something they'd be working on. But apparently, it's been in the works for like a couple years now, and I'm that may be part of the reason why the the output of episodes has been kind of slow. Like uh-huh. I don't know. There's been like somewhere between 12 and 15 episodes in the last year. It's a very small number compared to other shows. Right. I'm thinking now that that's because they are working on the movie, but the teaser didn't give us a whole lot to go on. It basically showed us 
the main characters, and then the silhouette of what I'm assuming is going to be the antagonist of the movie. So there really is not much to go on, but it's Steven Universe, so I'm excited. I'm wondering, the, the trailer made it sound like it was going to be coming directly to Cartoon Network, but if it's... If Teen Titans Go has gotten a theatrical run, so I'm wondering if it does well enough at the box office, maybe they'll give Steven Universe a chance to go to the theater too. That's what I'm hoping because I'd love a chance to go see Steven Universe in the theater. Mm, yeah, I'm I, I'm hoping it makes it there. I could see it like as a maybe as a Fathom event uh, kind I, of thing. You know, like a weekend. Be, yeah. That would be cool. So yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, our last. Oh no, not last. So our next story is we have uh, the Young Justice Outsiders trailer. This also premiered at Salt uh, Salt Lake. This also premiered at San Diego Comic Con, uh, and um, yeah. So this uh, this has uh, like teenage versions of our. Uh, of different characters from uh, let's see here uh, yeah most of these characters are sidekicks to the main side characters yeah so and this is DC right yeah yes so we have uh, Artemis Nightwing Superboy Aqualad uh, and yeah I mean I don't know I'm maybe I'm just getting a little overwhelmed with <laughs> superhero animated things <laughs> with, well the with thing with this fans. show is that this is not a new show this is this is the continuation of a show that was cancelled in 2012 oh, and okay. this this is the third season of, of Young oh, Justice right so this was the show that was like fans were in an absolute uproar when it was cancelled because it was extremely popular when it was cancelled and oh there were multiple reasons given why it was canceled. Some people said that the studios were upset that too many girls liked it because the girls weren't buying the action figures because the show was funded by toy companies, but it would, it was so much better than anyone expected it to be. So I don't know. They've said that that's not the reason they didn't cancel it because too many girls liked it. That's, but that is something that is like, Lots of people uh, still believe. But the fact that not a lot of toys were selling was, as far as I know, was a big factor in its cancellation. Huh. So it was canceled when it was popular. And it has been one of those shows that people have been clamoring for more because it was canceled on a cliffhanger. And that's, oh. that's like, that, that's, it's one of those shows that it's like, I have been wanting more so long because it was one of legitimately one of my favorite animated series back then. And it's, I hate it when I am so into a show and they cancel it on a cliffhanger because you never find out what happens. Right. So this is something that has been a long time coming and I'm just, I'm so excited that it's coming back. We're finally going to find out what happens. It's all, it's all, I think the thing that saved it is that DC is trying to launch their streaming service, the DC universe. Oh yeah. And I think that they chose to bring this back because they knew that this is something that 
many, many fans are wanting. And they think that fans are going to pay out for their streaming service because they want this show. And they're probably right. I'm thinking I oh, probably yeah. will. On the platform. Yes. I'm thinking I'll probably get at least a month of this just so I can watch this show. Like this is the reason that I will be getting the DC streaming service because I want to see this show. And I think that a lot of people are going to be doing that. I don't know if I'll keep the streaming service after that because (laughs) my main reason for getting it is to watch this show. We'll see what, we'll see what their offerings are. Maybe they'll have more. You're not dying to watch the, uh, the live action Titans. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, I'm not. (laughs) So uh, does the original show have the, is it the Outsiders as well in the original show or is that a new Every to The it? first season was Young Justice. The second season, I want, I want to say Invasion, Young Justice Invasion. It had a subtitle. I don't remember what the uh-huh. subtitle was. So they're subtitling the third season as well. It's sort of like, um, what is that? The, dra- the uh, Dragon... How to Train Your Dragon series. They had subtitled every season for a while. It's sort of like that. They're giving every season a subtitle to set it apart from the seasons that came before it. Because every season has like a season-long arc of stories. Like you have a, like a mystery they're trying to solve going through it. So uh-huh. Outsiders is what they're subtitling this third season. <clears throat> okay. Good. Interesting. Well, that, that, that sounds interesting. So, okay, last story that we were going to talk about was uh, the uh, exciting news out of Comic-Con that, uh, the, that the new or one of the new series that we are going to be getting uh, from, uh, well, not really new, but one of the uh, announcements from Star Wars that we got is uh, the Clone Wars is coming back. This series uh, aired from 2008 to 2013. And uh, and they did have a movie as well, uh, which wasn't great. Uh, but the series uh, was great. Uh, has many uh, devoted fans. Uh, I, I've only watched a couple episodes of that series. I, I, I have it, and I need to desperately need to catch up uh, because I love Rebels. Uh, and uh, it's just hard <laughs> to, to catch up on so many uh, seasons of a show. Uh, but I, I did really love Rebels. And uh, so, yeah, they're bringing uh, back the uh, Clone Wars show with director Dave Filoni, who is a phenomenal director. Uh, and uh, they, uh, they are going to, uh, let's see here. And, and the, they had a trailer and uh it, they had with uh captain rex is on there uh, a war left unfinished until now and then you you saw battles and you see ahsoka which is exciting uh and yeah it it looks pretty uh pretty good uh what are you what are you what are your thoughts i am so excited for this show this uh-huh. is like just the, just as it was with Young Justice, this show was canceled for its time, and fans have been clamoring for more because they left off at such a terrible point. Like, I mean, you know ultimately where the series is going because you have the movies, but 
at least for Ahsoka's story, Ahsoka was left hanging. You, she, she walked away and no one knew what became of her. Of course, we have her coming back in Star Wars Rebels, but as for her time between there, no one knew what happened after that point, and it seemed like we weren't ever going to get a resolution to her story, at least as far as this period of time in the Star Wars saga. So the fact that they're bringing the show back to finish out the story that they were planning on telling is really exciting. I am so excited that they're bringing the show back. This is another one where I think the thing that saved it was the streaming service. Disney is going to be launching their their streaming service Mm -hmm. and they need some flagship shows to get people to buy their service. And this was a definite surefire win for them because Star Wars fans are very passionate and Star Wars Clone Wars is one of the ones that is like a uniting thing. Like I don't, I have not heard any fans say that they hate the Clone Wars series like they have with like the last Jedi and other more recent things. I think that this is one of those things that fans of all ages and stripes will be lining up to see. And I think Disney definitely made the right choice bringing it back i have no doubt that people are going to be signing up for their streaming service just for this i i probably would sign up for the streaming service regardless Uh but this is like the icing on the cake for me this is like the clincher this is like right this i need this show yeah and i know i'm not the only one the reception that it got in that hall i went after i saw the trailer because i saw the trailer on twitter and i didn't know what i was watching i saw I thought, because I knew they were doing the 10-year retrospective anniversary thing, and I, they, I saw they had this special video. I, was, I started watching. It's was like, wait a minute. What does this mean? Is it coming back? And then when it said a war left unfinished until now, I was like, I, I, I thought I was going to start hyperventilating. <laughs> I was so, so excited. I don't get like emotional or like vocally excited but i was like screaming at my computer what what yeah because (laughs) i this took me so much by surprise i had no idea this was happening no one knew that this was happening this i went back and i went and found like i knew somebody in that auditorium was going to have been recording and i wanted to know what the the audience reaction was and i watched it multiple like multiple times just to hear people's reaction it was so exciting to see the people realize what was going on because they thought they were watching a retrospective video feature and then to hear that the show was coming back like the people screaming apparently people started crying they were so excited it, yeah this is yeah. this is this is big for star wars fans and i'm i'm so excited for this yeah i I was pretty excited as well because I have not loved most of the Disney Star Wars films. I don't hate them. I'm not a hater, but I've just had problems with with them. They haven't been my. They haven't been going in directions and haven't done things that I don't know. I just haven't loved them, and uh, and so. But I did love Rebels, and that's the kind of the way that I that's been I think by far the best Star Wars experience I've had in recent years and even though I haven't watched Clone Wars I know that I'll love it 
And so this was exciting for me. And it was just exciting to be excited about Star Wars again, because I feel like it's been <laughs> a while. And uh, uh, the, so, yeah, that was really cool. And I totally trust Dave Filoni. I think he is the best mm-hmm. voice of Star Wars at the moment, in my opinion. So this is, this is going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. He, this, this show is one that if you are a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen Clone Wars, you need to get on it, catch up in time. I know yeah. you're going to try and do that. This yeah. is, uh, it's going to be something special. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm yeah. really excited. I mean, and as far as the Disney streaming service, they take my money right now. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. no question at all. So yeah. there we go. All right. Well, good. That is everything. We've talked about everything. We've talked about everything, right? I think so. There was a lot to talk about. <laughs> there was a lot to talk about with San Diego Comic-Con and so many other things happening. So it's a big, busy time. So there you go. Uh, we covered, uh, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 topics. So that's wow. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining me to talk about all this anime news. Uh, let us know in the comment section or on Twitter what you think about these various stories, what your opinions are. I would love to hear. Uh, and um, Jonathan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else at John J North and also my YouTube channel. Great. I'll have that in the uh, links in the description section. You can check that out and make sure you're following me at Rachel's Reviews on uh, all the social media and on uh, iTunes and YouTube. And uh, thanks so much. And we will, we will talk again. uh, We'll talk again soon. So yeah.